seriously though ducklings crossing the street and then you die from that that's fucked man that's absolutely ridiculous I will never forget I was traumatized by trying to save ducklings back in Boise Idaho my birth city I don't think you should I don't think you need to brag about that Back in Boise, Idaho, my family saw a family of ducklings, or whatever you call them, a pod of ducklings. I think it's a gander. Trapped, trapped in like a well thing, and like the water's going through, sort of like a spillway type of dealio. And I remember Shanel was trying to get each one duck out. He's going in there, getting the ducklings out, and we're watching because we're children at this point. I was probably like five years old. And the mama duck was nowhere to be seen. He's fishing these ducklings out. All of a sudden, the mama duck just fucking geysers out of the water and starts attacking me. The guy that's just standing there watching my dad try to save the ducklings. And I just remember sprinting back to the car as the duck is nipping at my butt. And it traumatized me for a while. I've overcome my fear of ducks. I mean, I went to the University of Oregon with Jack here. We are fellow ducks. Let's go ducks. Uh, But yeah, I just, I think the lesson here, RJ, is to never save ducks. Whoa. I don't recall that story. It sounds a little familiar. Jesus Christ. Or never cross the street. I don't recall that story. It sounds a little familiar. Um, it's comical to think that you were afraid of ducks for a while. It was too aggressive, and I was too young of an age, and it really, really scarred me. And with that, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the 50th episode, the Big Five Zero, Half Century Mark, the biggest episode yet of No Country for Big Men. It's true. My name is Patrick Leapart, and I am one of three co-hosts here as I am joined by Ryan, a.k.a. Groundhog Day. And by Jack, a.k.a. What About Bob? You guys get those references? I mean, I get mine is What About Bob, uh, a movie reference as well. Yeah, it's another Bill Murray film. Um, I haven't seen it, but I sort of read the description. (laughs) I was trying to, like, find one that would pertain to Jack's situation with the Warriors and, you know, I felt like the title was sort of fitting with Bob. I don't know, Bob I think Myers. The, it's very good. The plot, the plot is there's, like, a therapist who, like, takes on a new patient. And then the new patient comes into his house and, like, starts living in his house. And then he has to, like, not be, like, a doctor. Or he has to get out of his own way to, like, get rid of the patient. I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, that's sort of, sort of like Bob Myers-esque, maybe, to reach but I went with, I went with the Bill Murray movie. You should have just uh, just keep it at the title, like trying to connect it to the plot. No, we don't need that. I get what you're doing with Sorry. Groundhog Day, though. 
It's good. Yep. Yep. Groundhog Day was good. Um, sorry, Jack. Every time I come up with these these nicknames, at least most of the time, Ryan's name is above yours, so I'm like trying to think of something. No, it's fine. Now. I mean, I I I get it. You know, I see how it is. <laughs> First, I'd like to apologize once again for my audio quality. It's not the <laughs> once best. Once again, I know. Once again, you think 50 episodes in, we'd have everything figured out, everything would be fine. No. But no, it's not. It's actually, it's, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse each and every week. So, but first. It's fitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get started, I would like to say thank you to everyone and you too, Ryan and Jack, for getting here today. 50 episodes done, and many more to come. We don't do the show 5, as frequently. 5,000 more to come. Many? Jeez. Man, many, many. No, no. What? Well, we have to because the Warriors and the Sixers did not meet in the finals. Well, yep. Wait. For another season. <laughs> yep. Another season, yep. we're in it. You already ruined my intro. Classic, classic shit. Uh, what I was going to say is we don't do the show as frequently as we once did. We're doing it, but to get to this number is still pretty impressive. And guess what? We are locked in for at least one more season because both of our teams were bounced in the second round. Amazing stuff, yeah? Who, who would have predicted that? Surely not us. Not us. Not us at all. All right, on our last episode, which was only a little bit somber, uh, we had one man who was pretty pessimistic. We had one man who was pretty optimistic. And then we had one man that didn't even really speak at all, which isn't great for podcasting. But hey, in the end, pessimism reigns supreme. And, I, and we did acknowledge how funny it would be if both of our teams were knocked out. And then episode 50 would be us sort of planning the offseason and the future of our franchises. So look at that. Here we are. The Warriors lost to the Lakers and the Sixers lost to the Celtics. Nope. Now... We, <laughs> we've had some time to decompress, feel out our emotions. Yeah, we should have done a rapid reaction. And the sadness is gone, but maybe anger has taken its place. I don't know, RJ, Jack, uh, how do you, how are you guys feeling right now? I mean, for the Warriors, I wouldn't say I was necessarily ever angry. More so just sad. But I've moved off some of that sadness. There's a little optimism, admittedly. Although that really just really bit me in the ass last episode. Uh, so I should just probably be a pessimist. That's really what I learned about last episode, which was a big mistake, which I think we'll get to. But admittedly, probably a good idea that uh, we had some time in terms of if you're talking about these takes being, you know, written in stone. <laughs> so... I don't know. I'm more interested in what you all feel. Well, RJ, RJ, tell us how you're feeling right now. <laughs> You've had uh, at least I don't, a week. I know I started off not really speaking that much, but I also predicted both of our teams would win. So in terms of optimistic, I'm pretty sure I was pretty optimistic too. Um, I'm going to be laughing this entire episode. <clears throat> yeah, thanks, Jack. If you would have told me that <clears throat> halfway through game seven, I was going to shut it off my TV. Um, th there's <laughs> really only one outcome there that 
would have happened. So yeah, probably wish that I just hadn't watched any of that. Honestly, I unbelievable. Yeah, Jack is losing it right now. I wish, I wish. Yeah, I don't know. Just don't be that. He's, the veins are popping in his forehead because he's laughing. Oh. Right you know how Tatum texts Kobe before every game, like, I got you today? I guess Kobe really hates the Sixers. Um, what? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, is he Actually, from Philly? I mean, yeah, Lower Marion. What? I, I don't know what's going on there, Kobe. Can you, like, help us out a little bit? But... Uh, yeah, nothing other to say than that game was absolutely tragic. Watching Tatum not even believe wow. how well he was shooting. That like he he yelled, Oh my god, at some of those threes that were going in. And just watching your team's entire season go down the drain in like six minutes in the third quarter, that was pretty, pretty, pretty unenjoyable. What what more can you say about that? knowing that the team was basically all in on this season with Harden, although we're going to talk about that. It, it sounds like maybe that's not the case anymore. Well, yeah, let's let's wait to get into the Sixers stuff because last episode we started with the Sixers. Oh, my first. So you just asked episode. me how I'm feeling. You yeah, just you asked me us. how I'm feeling. No, I'm not, done. no I'm not done. Oh, I'm not, not done. Oh, you're not done? No, all right, all right. I'm not done. I... You know, I went to the University of Virginia, and the oh, first oops. year, the first year out, uh, I was all in on their basketball team the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> not Ivy League, not Ivy League. So I don't know. It's a humble brag. It's a state school, just like U of O. I watched way this. more expensive, yeah. way more expensive. You and I are not so different after all. If <laughs> if you're in state, it's very similar. I, anyways, um, well, not for you because you're out of state. Jesus Christ, I know that. First year, I watched us lose to the University of Delaware in the NIT, and then I proceeded to see this Joe basketball Blanco. program grow into ACC regular season champs while I was there. I was all in. And then the first year out of school, they lose in the biggest upset ever recorded in college basketball history, which has now been tied by Purdue. Shout out, Purdue. That's fantastic. Thank you for making sure we're not the only losers out there. That loss broke me so bad after all of the postseason lack of success that UVA had had prior that I just don't even root for that team anymore. They broke me. They won the national championship the year after that season. I got pretty much zero enjoyment out of that national championship. I was dead inside. The first few days after this game seven loss to the Celtics felt very similar. And I'm still not all the way back. I don't know if I'll ever be all the way back with the Sixers. Wow. But what I will say is watching, and who knows now, because it is now game five and the Celtics have a double-digit lead on the Heat heading into halftime, watching the Heat dick on the Celtics has kind of rejuvenated me a little bit. It's made me feel better about myself. It's made me feel better about basketball. We don't know anything. And even if Jokic gets his ring 
and this will just intensify the toxicity of the Embiid versus Jokic debate, which I think is funny, right? Because every season before this, all the Jokic stands were saying that the postseason doesn't really matter for this discussion. And then all of a sudden when their players doing well in the postseason, now it starts to matter. That's hilarious. You're... Fuck all of you okay. spreadsheet. Okay. Okay. All right. Fuck uh, all of you. Okay. Anyways. Yes. Anyways, even if Jokic wins, there is a narrative that I'm down for. And that narrative is Giannis wins back-to-back MVPs. And then the next year he wins a ring. Jokic wins back-to-back MVPs. Then the next year he wins a ring. Joel, gotta win another year one, one of that three-year journey. Let's make it happen. I can wait one more year if that means we're going to get a championship. So long as the Celtics don't win a ring. That's the biggest thing. As long as the Celtics don't get a ring at this point, I don't really like any of the Final Four teams that were remaining. I was going to root for LeBron, but that obviously didn't happen. But you know what? As long as stays ringless, I'm okay. So I'm on the mend. I'm recovering. It was dark days there. My entire week last week was ruined. But life moves on. Life finds a way. You sound hurt. So that's how I'm feeling, asshole. (laughs) And this beer is zero, zero percent. Sounds like you went to the John ja Morant therapy session of two hours of breathing yes. and you still need to work through something. Good reference there. Yeah. I, I did my 96 hours of rehabilitation. How was Florida for 48 hours? Yeah, it was fantastic. God damn it. <laughs> well, hopefully the Celtics have another 48 it's hours. It's kind of in funny Florida. that you bring up UVA as them being the first one seed to lose to a 16 seed because that was like. You know, it was 130, 140, and you know, 0 or whatever. And I think teams with the 3 0 lead are like 130 and, you know, somewhere in that same ballpark. So it's sort of in the same like mathematical range of like, this probably should have happened by now. Like a team coming back from 0 3, like probably statistically should have occurred. Jack. Jack. So, Jack. Boston. Jack. It's about to be game six. Shut up. Well, if, even if they do make it to the finals, they're not winning Boston? at all. Yeah, even if Boston makes it to the finals, oh. they're not going to win at all. Well, I'm definitely rooting for Denver. Jokic is winning it. I didn't know this was Denver's first finals appearance ever. So, underdog, I guess. The Jokic thing and the ring and winning a ring and then the bead. Wing. They... Whatever. I don't give a shit anymore. Embiid's got MVP. <laughs> That's convenient. It is. It really is. I mean, is. he got his trophy. He got his trophy. What does it matter now? I mean, we, we won a little bit of the war, too. We'll, we we'll get the into the Sixers future and how they handle Embiid <laughs> later, later when we do the Sixers coverage. But <laughs> stop laughing. laughing at us. Laughing his franchise so is complete you, dust. What? It's complete dust. You know what? This is about to be the just. It, it took 49 times, but we got here, boys. This is going to be entertainment. <laughs> you know what, Jack? I was on Instagram, okay? And NBA on like? ESPN. No, listen. NBA on ESPN posted 
a fake trade. Embiid for this, <laughs> Yeah. Embiid for Wemby. Okay. I might get Embiid for Wendy. This is Wendy, fantastic. Wendy. And you know and what? Wendy ship, is going to be a, a total bust. He's going to oh, be a total ESPN, bust. Yeah, I should screenshot. I'm going to screenshot this. No, this Screen, trade package. Let me screenshot this. It's, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, the Sixers get Wemby. They get the Spurs' next first-round pick. Uh, Doug McDermott and Devontae Ooh. Graham. Who says no? I mean, oh. who, who says no? Yeah. What's even better about this post is the next <laughs> one is Chet and four first-rounders for Wemby. Hell yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, Chet with the tan. <laughs> we, I mean, it's we, in we San Antonio. Can't say he can't that anymore. You can't say that anymore. He can probably. <laughs> he just, as long as Chet, you know, if he's SPF, you know, 20 or higher, then it'll be fine, you know. Okay, Wemby's a bust, though, right? We can oh, my God. He's <laughs> a bust. No. He's probably a combination of Wilt Chamberlain and, I don't know. Bard Star. But I would say I love the Woj hype. I love that. I love it. I love it. I, I was watching that live when he was like, I've heard executives say that this is the maybe the best prospect in sports history. And I was like, oh, yes. Feed feed me all of this. This is about to be just the worst. This is about to be a just hellscape for the next couple years by that one comment that one comment is just gonna set off just absolute just horrible 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 takes and it's gonna be amazing is, will, is Woj getting them. paid by Wemby's family to say that or is he just shilling for his company to just drum he's, up he, ratings? he's absolutely this was before the lottery so like before the release of the numbers so like he's absolutely just hyping this up he's absolutely well, i think if anything if anything, if you wanted to hype up the event, then why would you, like, it, no one's going to watch the draft. They know who's going number one. If anything, you should say Blicky Miller could be the best prospect of all time instead of Wemby um, and and kind of make it a conversation for who goes number one. Scoot, too. I don't know. You know I don't spend maybe. any time really watching college basketball. I uh, didn't watch the French 75 League and uh, – didn't watch the G League, so I don't really know any of these guys, to be honest. I know it's a three heavy, but I don't know. I'm I'm here for it. Uh, a little disappointed, kind of a little disappointed. I was kind of pulling for Portland there. It seemed like they maybe could pull it off once they broke into the uh, top three. I was getting pretty excited, but uh, San Antonio. Oh well, probably the best for his development, but also disappointing. Do you like how I transitioned so well away from the Sixers just under the rug there? Pat hasn't said a word. Well, we'll circle. Well, it sounds like we'll circle back. It sounds like the Warriors at first. But for, you're just throwing the Wemby's a bust. This is just a smokescreen. You're just yeah. totally, you're just like, you know what? Let me just get this conversation just totally elsewhere. You know, this is the oh, <laughs> look, a squirrel. Doing? I mean, I, I, was, I, I had many times where I was going to comment, but just got trampled by RJ's... Uh, I got choked out by a smoke screen. So, I mean, let's 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 keep it moving here. Let's let's I, <laughs> let's, let's go to Jack. 
Warriors, you were optimistic. You were thinking they could yeah. come back. You were like, yeah, we figured it out. We got AD away from the rim. We we can fucking do it. But in the end, they just... In the I end, mean, I don't know. they, they, just they know lost. They didn't really get any support for Steph. Uh, Clay wasn't shooting great. Poole obviously has had his troubles. <laughs> Draymond's doing Draymond shit. Where is Cumbucket? Where is Kaminga when you need him? Yeah, he's on the bench. He's yeah. on the bench. Yeah. Not so, in the, not in the team huddle. Get Philly. So, yeah. <laughs> this, I mean, Send we were it. really blessed with the Kings-Warrior series to start the playoffs, playoffs off. And, like, there's just a heavyweight fight going back and forth. Uh, but just wasn't the same against the Lakers. And what ended up being an interesting matchup for you guys. But, but you're out. Yeah, interesting. It was the first playoff series under Steve Kerr to lose, not in the finals, which is yeah, it was the first Western Conference. Stat. It was the first Western Conference series that they've lost since 2014. It's fucking insane. I mean, they lost the two play-in games in 2021, but that doesn't technically count as the playoffs, I guess. No. So, uh, yes, they hadn't lost since the first round to the CP3, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan uh clippers glenn rivers in too it yeah this is true uh, <laughs> r.i.p r.i.p glenn oh uh, yeah he's still alive but ah. fired uh <laughs> yeah yeah so um admittedly yeah disappointing uh i i i this is what i said about being an optimist and Ah, really bit me in the ass. Ah. Really bit me in the ass. Unfortunately, admittedly, didn't think Clay Thompson could go like three for nineteen, but he did, <laughs> and that's that was just such a such a fucking killer, such a fucking killer. But like I said, it kind of kind of teased at the beginning of the show. I'm not totally totally out. I'm not totally down. Um encouraged obviously Steph was fine Steph was very good very much had to change how he played a little bit mostly because of Anthony Davis's existence which is understandable obviously it's fine to adjust and everything but at the same time if you think about it in terms of like given how this team had by by the time it got to the playoffs at least even though it had been a pretty rocky regular season you know they still had what I think uh what would it be seven you know seven of the same basically eight rotation guys that they had had a year ago like pretty simply put if jordan Poole had played as poorly in this playoffs as he did in last playoffs they're probably not winning the title last year right if clay thompson i don't know how the exact numbers he wasn't awesome in the playoffs last year um, but he was probably better i would imagine i'll see if i can bring those up while i'm talking you know, that are probably not winning that, right? If they go seven in the first round, I mean, I don't know. Lined up differently this year, and the Lakers admittedly weren't a great matchup for them because I think Anthony Davis is obviously bigger than anybody that they have and more and extremely athletic. And, I mean, hell, LeBron's probably bigger than Looney anyways. Uh, and this is certainly far more athletic. So it's very, like, it's very clear to me. It's like the, the issue was on, the, was on offense, like, by the time they actually kind of cobbled together 
their guys and Gary Payton came back and obviously Wiggins came back game one of the playoffs. Like they actually started to put together pretty solid defensive performances and performances that looked a little bit more like even their defense last year. Um, but at the same time, their offense just became, you know, Steph, let's see, you need to create something. And, you know, even in the Kings series, sometimes it was basically, hey, yeah, we really need you to win this for us. Yeah, he scored 50 and, points. Yeah, and, and which is encouraging for next year because if he... We know something about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, beat me to it, make a little... Okay, you know, okay. the Warriors oh, were oh. done. The Warriors were done when this is a defending champion going into a game seven in the first fucking round against your across the bay rival who has been your little brother the whole time. <laughs> and your best player needs to have some corny ass motivation speech. If you're not ready to play, then get off this bus. You're defending champions. It's game seven. If you need that speech to get up, <laughs> I thought, then I'm, they should have just not even driven. I don't think they I go across the goal. Like game five or it wasn't game seven. No, this is for game seven. Oh, um, I mean, Bust. I agree with that. In some ways, like, simply put, if Poole's better, if Clay's a little bit better, I mean, you know, maybe they lose to the Lakers anyway, but it's probably seven at the least. I don't know what they, you know, I don't know if they beat Denver. I don't know if, I kind of always like how they matched up with Denver a little bit, but, you know, who knows? But at the same time, I mean, that's a pretty valid point in that it, it just felt like, First of all, to a man, they almost all entirely admitted that the Draymond punch just basically threw the entire season off, yep. which I don't know exactly how to process that because on one hand, like the margin of this, so much of the margin of this team seems to be on whether or not Jordan Poole is a functional NBA player or not. <laughs> and he had a t- dog shit season. In, in 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 every way and it's like okay i i don't know how to feel like is is him getting punched the reason why throughout uh you know what eight month season that he was terrible throughout the entire eight months i don't know there's a part of me that quite frankly doesn't buy that what is the evidence that this punch affected him young guys so versus the older guys I mean, I think it probably, I mean, if anything, they might have treated him with a little bit of kid gloves. Maybe he did just get in his head a little bit. But, but. I wonder, did someone say something? I might have missed any of these like storylines. I know people were like questioning Pool after the season about that, and he feels like Basically, he might be able to talk more about it. Basically, in all of their sort it. of interviews with the media, Kerr, Steph, Draymond, I mean, Poole was asked about it, but never really said much about it. They were basically all just like, yeah, that pretty much just made this a really hard season it from the us. get-go. It fucked us hard. I think there were a lot of actual basketball reasons as to why they struggled for this year, but I think that that made it really hard, and I think that probably, I mean, sort of building to what Ryan's point eventually was, is like there's probably a bit of a division within the team, and I don't quite frankly think that everybody's totally bought into the same goal. Because, and I think they tried to mitigate that a little bit by moving Wiseman. They won last year. Okay, great. 
right? Not other than Poole, none of the young guys contributed to that. So Poole wins, he gets paid. He probably wants to be kind of like uh, the guy, or not the guy. I mean, it's Steph's team. He's I don't think he's that naive, but like he probably wants to start building his own reputation as a guy in the league, right? I mean, this, you know, Wiseman's entering year three. Kuminga and Moody are entering year two. They're very much wanting to establish themselves as guys in the NBA. Um, I will specifically put a special shout out uh, to Jeff Green. Or no, Jamichael Green. Fuck, I fuck that up every time. Shout out Jeff. For real, shout out Jeff Green. Congratulations, NBA Finals long career. (laughs) A specific fu to Jamichael Green for uh, first of all the cap thing was was a bit funny when he posted that on LeBron's thing, but like Steph gives this speech right, so he's basically like basically sort of calling out people in a way, just being like, "I just need you guys, I just need everybody to buy in, and I will win this game. Like we will win. Just get me your buy in." And so that happens. Then Jermichael Green is asked about it, especially after game two when she's put in the Lakers thing. And it's like, oh my God, is this like a good move? And he plays well. And he's like, oh yeah, that speech really got me into it. Cause I was like up in my feelings about not playing in the playoffs. It's like, you? <laughs> like this is your like fifth team in seven years, Jermichael. Like how can you like you're entering that the well-oiled you're entering the defending champions and you're in your like i get your competitor i get you want to play but it's like i get that if you're kuminga and you're 20 years old and you're like want it you know you want to do it right you know you're excited you feel like you have the skills you know but it's like jermichael you're in your feelings like that's how that's that's when i should have known that this season was probably that they probably weren't gonna win because it just seemed like there were two guys pulling in two different directions because you have the older guys who understand that they might only have one, two years left of this window. And then a bunch of young guys who probably just want to start to carve out theirs. And I think that's something that ultimately probably drove this team in different directions. So that is hilarious. So, you know, like <laughs> to Ryan's point. Yeah. I mean, Steph, Kerr was asked about it, in, you know, afterwards, and basically said that Steph's never done that. Like he's never had to address the team before. Um. And yeah, I mean that's kind of a bit concerning when he has to go out of his way to do that a bit. But at the same time, concerning how he played, like I'm not like they're so <laughs> they're so restricted and and what they can do and their luxury tax alone if they really keep all these guys is more than any other payroll in the league uh so yeah i don't know how this offseason will go but well, if they continue if, big if question, you know big question there are are you asking wait we're sorry are you asking i was about to ask a question okay i felt bad for interrupting no i i probably i've been you on my monologue worry. my warrior my annual warriors or not annual Week by weekly Warriors monologue. Yeah. Where does Bobby Boy go? Is he is he out? What's your gut feeling right now? I don't know. I mean, by all accounts, it seems like the money's there. It's just a matter of whether he wants to do it or not.
Do you think? Do you think that would like steer this Warriors team maybe into uncharted territories that you're not so comfortable with? You, I, I feel like you, you want him there, yeah. Well, yeah, f- for sure, because it's a, it's a bit of a, yeah. You want him there because you're gonna have to negotiate a new contract with Draymond. Draymond's comments after the season seems like he'll be back. I'm not that. I, I feel pretty confident that Draymond will be back. Um, you know, somebody's gonna have to tell Clay that he's gonna take gonna have to take maybe a fifty percent pay cut. That's probably easier going down if it's Bob Myers than if it's Mike Dunleavy Jr., who's the you know assistant. Fifty half Jr. You're just cutting it in half. You're well, he's forty-seven million a year right now. I think, Oof. given how he played, he's got one year left on his deal. Given how he's played. He's probably, I mean, a 26 million, 27. I mean, that's what Poole's kind of at, and he's probably like, I'm fucking better than that guy. So maybe you bump it closer to 30, but also obviously he's getting older. I had no idea that that Mike Dunleavy was a junior. I, I thought I missed a whole generation <laughs> there's of a, There's like there. a 17-year-old about to step into the GM position of the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready yeah. he's itching just like come, come uh, he's played 2k yeah um <laughs> he's managed that I mean, team yeah we've done franchise mode come yeah, on yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. scouting you just use your uh bonus points and unlock he just, yeah. just his google search history is just trade machine yep uh <laughs> well i'm on spo track right now i'm about to drop oh, some knowledge God, once we get to fucking... uh I'm also on spell track too, believe it or not. I love spell track. <laughs> it ain't looking good. It ain't looking good. Um, look, the, the, the question is what are they gonna do with pool? Right? So there's a solid argument to be made, I think, that even if they just run back this team that I do strongly believe that Poole's not as bad as he was this year. I don't I still don't love him as a player if he's probably competing at his maximum but we've seen that they could probably make that work moody seemed to put it together a little bit in the playoffs and you know uh, you you probably just gotta let kaminga run for a little while and have him figure it out and ride with that and so if you bring everybody back well, I don't think that this probably, you know, I'm assuming Denver's going to run it back whether they win or lose in the finals or not. I, You know, I don't know what the Lakers, they seem to have some decisions. The Warriors are obviously not going to be, you know, favorites by any means, nor should they be if they run it back. But at the same time, there's, there's a part of me that doesn't mind the argument of, like, it's probably likely Jordan Poole's going to be better. It's probably likely Moody and Kuming are going to be better, but that's a massive risk. And you're still on the Steph timeline. Like, you should only be thinking about this team in terms of how do we maximize Steph Curry now? Because I'm, I'm going to assume that he can be as good this year or, or, or this upcoming year as was going to be this year. Who knows? But until he shows that he doesn't have it, then you have to assume that he's going to because it's worse to overassume that he's got it then just assume that he's not going to have it. And then all of a sudden you have a great Steph Curry year and it's like, oh my God, well, we just wasted that. So 
there's going to be all sorts of trades thrown around for pool he's the salary slot that works depending on the big fish that you want or the medium-sized fish the what what did i salary what well he's the salary slot 27 the what (laughs) i thought you said salary slut i I I think that 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 works pretty well i like salary slut (laughs) i mean pool for dame he's a (laughs) get dame back to the bay uh well look he's the guy you know to me i think you should be you know whoever's the general manager of the warriors you need to be calling about everybody and pool and kaminga and moody you know all need to be on the table like you have you know i don't believe just dump them to dump them but at the same time like i would be too scared to do the run it back plan that to me just seems silly and even if they're better you know there's still a chance that that's not good enough and you know i mean obviously part of a large section of the people that need to be better is clay but i i think he's earned a little bit of the benefit of the doubt but at the same time pool kuminga and moody need to be on the block and while you know i understand pool's value is at its lowest right now but but i still think that that's an asset i think kuminga would be very valued around the league i think moody built his stock a little bit in the playoffs from what was pretty low so you know the guys who are going to be thrown around are the guys who are going to be thrown around for every team which is mikhail bridges carl anthony towns pascal siakam og Ananobi, like all of these guys that are probably well, maybe not the Raptors guys, but obviously those two other guys. There's a point point oh 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 percent chance that obviously they're Warriors, but you know, we know that the Warriors were in on OG at the trade deadline. I don't know how serious that was, but I'd have to think you'd call about that. I'd obviously have to think you'd be calling about Pascal first. What is the fit there for Siakam? Yeah, I don't see that. I mean, obviously <laughs> they need a guy who can get rebounds, but I feel like perennially that is literally the only role in that offense and i know siakam's pretty versatile but they would they would jump to probably a pretty elite defense i mean og was og's basically a wiggins (laughs) yeah og's fine like og's basically a wiggins pascal obviously a little bit less of a shooter and that was a concern for them. Part of the what reason. What is it? What trade package where you're getting OG and Siakam? No, no not I'm both confused. of them. Sorry, okay. this is this would be one or the other. This would be one or the other. Uh, not both. <laughs> Bring <laughs> Boucher. Get Boucher. Okay, well Boucher might have to be thrown in for salary. Yeah, I <laughs> so, mean, which wouldn't why which not? wouldn't be the worst. Um, I mean, yeah, the Pascal fit isn't immediate, but again, the question is sometimes like. Would he be better than Poole? I guess you could say, would he be better than maybe Poole and Kuminga? I have a hard time thinking Toronto would do that deal without Kuminga and the deal, oh, frankly. Wow. So I would, uh, you know, but on the Steph timeline, again, on the Steph timeline, does Pascal probably give them a better chance to win than what Poole and Kuminga could provide? 
probably they probably need a player who what pool's supposed to be a little more than they need a guy who's pascal but pascal's at least a guy that can occasionally that can at least probably get a two i mean pool can't even get a fucking two sometimes and you know it's just like they struggled with not having not having fewer than two shooters the warriors found out that they couldn't really play looney and draymond at the same time because they wanted only one non-shooter out there obviously pascal is a non-shooter so that might be a little bit problematic but at the same time i don't know he can probably figure it out a little bit more than jordan Poole can they'd probably go you know go back to being a really strong defense is lebron gonna retire so that he can sign with the warriors <laughs> no lebron's a fucking laker he's not retired when did he sign this contract extension I don't know. Like a year, like two years ago, I want to say. That's your best shot, LeBron. LeBron on the Warriors. I don't want that to happen. I actually don't want that to happen, but I do want to pause my game, sim that, like live in that world for a bit, and then like come back to this one and be like, all right, this is the real one. You know? More so for the media aspect of it. Like to watch Nick Wright have to contemplate that LeBron is a warrior and watch his head just fucking implode. (laughs) <laughs> would just be like what's his stro- like what is Nick Wright's stronger passion his pro lebronness or his anti warriorness that's that's really that's really what we need to what would be tested would lebron get credit for that ring because as we've seen the warriors are in shambles i mean jack is tossing around siakam saving them so <laughs> it's this is i love this if lebron went i i think he could take credit for that ring and he and steph could hold hands i took and... a second round team <laughs> to the title um i eliminated them and then <laughs> what what is this lebron impression either of us are doing that I don't was know. terrible whatever it was not no great. it was not i'm the king um, <laughs> okay just continue to was roll out the words like mlk i don't <laughs> i have a ring <laughs> uh <laughs> so i guess quick recap of what you're wanting from the warriors is you want lebron james you want pascal (laughs) (laughs) you want uh there needs to be a three-way trade that somehow gets pascal and lebron to the warriors uh we can send d'angelo to canada and I don't know. Make him part of a Warriors trade again in, in less than a calendar year. It's just the gift that keeps on giving, getting rid of that guy. Holy Wait, was shit. That, that was two years ago because that was Wiggins, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah. Okay, Jack, you can't get Wemby, dude. You're going to have to pick between Scoot and Blicky Miller, all right? that's You get LeBron, Pascal, and one of those two. You can't have everything, man. I'll take Scoot. That sounds fun. Yeah, that does sound fun. fun. I'm down for the Scoot Lamella backcourt. That's a league pass. Oh, every no, they're gonna take Blicky Miller. No, I think they're scooting. Did you see? Nope. Shams Shams is doing what I. Yeah. What? How? Shams. Shams. Sham. 
Shams. Shams I think it's Shams. I think it's Shams. Um, but he's a sham. He's do what he's doing. What Woj should have done, and what I recommended Woj do. He is pumping up Blicky Miller. He had a sit down interview with him, and what was hilarious about it is, uh, Brand. I'll call him by his real name. Brandon Miller was comparing himself. <laughs> was comparing himself to. Pacers Paul George and what I love is that we distinguish from like who Paul George is now I want to be like Pacers Paul George even though back then you know playoff P was a a meme in and of itself because he couldn't hit a clutch shot for shit which speaking of Instagram highlights that's that's where I'm at it's that point of the offseason they posted five minutes of Kobe game winners it's fantastic I'll send it to you yeah damn Mamba not Tatum game winners well he didn't need one because he fucking blew the Sixers out of the water well no I mean he did it in game six well so yep fair he did Uh, we we had talked about that already. but thanks yep yeah no I yep 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 uh sixers salary cap um so it looks not great boys. crunching it these numbers boys <laughs> so i got excited at first because i'm on spo track and if you scroll all the way down first off who would have thought but we have the early bird rights to mike scott uh we could pay him 9.5 million and wow no one else can match us so <laughs> <laughs> nobody else can thank god Thank God. Hasn't played since 2020. Um, And then there's this like super tax apron space. Uh, I I assume that's like the hard, hard cap of like, we're already deep into the luxury tax boys. Ain't no going back from that. So we just got to max it all out. You know, Josh Harris just bought the. Yeah, he's fine. Commanders. He's fine. I I think he'll be okay. He's got to pay Andrew Luck. But anyway, anyways, wait, coach. Coach Andrew Luck? No, they there was some reports of tampering. Did you see that they had some like tampering thing? I guess that is they, hilarious. They I contacted so Andrew Luck, but I guess they didn't. I guess, uh, I guess I they know. didn't. But they've also agreed to some sort of compensation with the Colts. So, anyways, we have a super tax apron space right now of nineteen point five million, and I got really excited because. That's Austin Reeves territory right there. Like, let's <laughs> fucking go. Um, I mean, you throw Austin Reeves on this roster, and that's a championship roster. <laughs> but then I realize that's, that's only that accounting for the 10 players that we currently have, including James Harden accepting his player option. We are Which he won't boys. do. But... We are fucked, boys. We we get PJ Tucker one more year, thirty eight years old. That's fantastic. And um, yeah, Paul Reed is still unsigned. Jalen McDaniels, what do we do with him? It is looking bleak. Pat, what 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 do I have to look forward to here? You you got Kyrie Irving coming to the big city of brotherly love, baby. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> No, I I have no idea. I mean, you could you if could, I like. Oh my god, I, man! You can you can see Daryl and just how depressed he is in his post series presser. Uh, he didn't seem too stoked. Now he's gonna have to pull some fucking Daryl Morey strings and see see what he can pull out of his ass because uh, uh, of course of course the Sixers are once again 
in the headlines and it's it there's some drama surrounding James Harden and you know we we got this report that James wanted to go back to Houston about halfway through the year and RJ and I were just on Christmas our our booty holes perked up a little bit it got a little tight in the sphincter area because we're like what the f- are you kidding me like I don't know it felt like this partnership with Embiid the pick and roll I mean he led the league in assists Embiid scoring title MVP it seemed like a match made in heaven but now He's going to Houston. However, is he now leveraging that or like trying to get the Sixers to give him the max? But now I'm hearing the Sixers aren't really interested in giving him the max. And I think a bunch of teams around the league aren't. That's that's no, my this rumblings. is good news. These well, yeah, these well, that's good news. Are good that's news. good news because I I feel like for once in a while it's like a, a organization isn't bending the knee to a player you know a lot of these players will demand a trade or or want to sign the max or whatever it may be and they'll, they'll give it to him but right now and i think you're seeing it with Kyrie too is there these i mean these these guys are all-stars they're hall of famers the top 75 players of all time whatever it may be but Harden made that team yeah mm. i know dame did Clay wasn't happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I mean, buddy. these these players that have shown inconsistency, Harden with his inconsistent play on the court, Kyrie with his his weirdness off the court. It's like, do you? It's one way to put it. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I it's it's it's. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here. I don't really know what the Sixers do from here. I, I mean, like, but I don't even know if I want James Harden back. Shut your mouth. I mean, I, I guess I do because, like, what if he goes? What if he goes? Then how do we fill that void? The Toby contract, once again, is Jesus. a thorn in the side. Can he, can he do what Jack was proposing to Clay and take half of the fucking pay cut? Because, my God, I mean, he only showed up for, like, one game, I believe, Game five in Boston, wherever the fuck he like, he was grabbing rebounds. He was actually scoring, but what a disappointment he's been he's in, ter- in terms of showing up to for the past couple of years. We've had him, and you know what's even better is we get reminded that of the of the Jimmy clip of when he's like walking into the tunnels, like you back Tobias over me, you back Tobias over me. It's like well. Yeah, I guess we. Do. Okay, yeah. Well, apparently Jimmy Butler needs Gabe fucking Vincent to win ball games, so I'm not even gonna be that mad about it. All right. Cool. You punked Grant Williams. Congratulations, buddy. You're down 20 in game five. I mean, I just, I'm just like, I. Kevin Love five minutes. What the hell is going I, on? I, I, I know this isn't. Like, Smith. This isn't great analysis, but I'm really, I, I have no idea what the Sixers do from here and it's uh it is concerning and then what you just read off about the cap stuff is also concerning i mean we we should definitely sign paul reed again and keep developing him i loved him i loved him he's he'll be back uh i think isn't niang niang needs to be signed he's a free agent solid like i mean i i as much like I, I like Niang too. Let's bring him back, to, even though the, the, that Jalen Brown. Ah, no, 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 no. no I think you, you invest in Jalen McDaniels. I think that's what you do. You mm. do not go back to the Niang. Back McClung well. restricted free agent. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, a little two-way action well, for you if, there. If McDaniel's can shoot better from beyond the arc, then yeah, I'd be. Down. We are not. Stop talking about McDaniel's, please. For the love you just of brought him up. He is the key. You just brought him up. I did not bring uh, that. That was Jack. That was a shit post, and you fell for it. I didn't do. A, I brought up Mac McClung. I didn't bring. McClung. You. Are you? What are you? What is that non-alcoholic? I'm talking about McDaniel's. Jalen McDaniel's. I yes. brought up Mac. McClung. Yes, and I said I would be down to bring Neame back, and you said no. I want to bring back McDaniel's. Yes, Dwayne Denman. But McDaniel's is going at a way lower market rate than Neame. Okay. Yes, that's fine. Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap. Yeah, from Paul Millsap Capold. What the hell? Yeah. See, it's funny going. To, I'm sure you. I sure there's skeletons in the closet for the Warriors if you dig deep. Probably. Something else that ESPN Anderson really needs Barry's to stop doing. They need to get the score of Game 7 off the top of my feed. It doesn't make me want to visit your website. Like, it's been <laughs> over oh, it's a week. It's like the last please Sixers game. Don't, yeah, please stop showing that. I, I don't want to see it. Just I would like to off. say, even though I was pessimistic in last Epi, Epi 49, I was 100% right with all my predictions. I predicted yeah, both our teams to lose, to and I said, you have to win game six otherwise you never know in game seven boston has stars one of them could blow up and look at we get we get the most we we get the most points in game seven history by our most hated man ever and oh i i also want to say this i also want to say this yeah laugh away i don't give a fuck i'm taking over i'm not here to take part we didn't really get your feelings so i want to hear questions you didn't but i I can lay it out for you right now. For I can lay it out for you right now. History. Clearly, Embiid was exhausted. When he is getting blocked on his turnaround jumpers, that is 99%. You can't you, you can't block that. When old-ass, dusty-ass Horford is getting up there and blocking that turnaround jumper, you know there's clearly something wrong, and he's clearly tired. Obviously, he's playing on a grade 2 MCL sprain in his knee. That's not helping anything. But... And he's putting out so much energy on the defensive end that it's tough for him to get the buckets that he needs to get, and he's getting blocked. I, I mean, he's got his MVP now. Fucking great. I love that for him, and he's one of the best Philadelphia athletes ever, and I'm excited to see where the next couple of years go. But Rocky? I guess. Fake? Fictional character? Fictional. Yeah. But I guess... Fucker. <laughs> anyway... You ever heard of Mike Schmidt? No. You ever heard of Nick Bowles? Mike Schmidt. I got Mike Schmidt uh, shirt. First Phillies game I went to. Shout out Citizens Bank Park. Uh, watched Roy Halladay pitch. Ryan Howard? R.I.P. Roy Halladay, the late great. Chase Utley. Shane, Shane Dude, Victorino. I got Chase, I got Chase Utley World Series 08 jersey, baby. That thing's too small on me because I was a child teenager back then. Okay. Hey. Uh, sorry. What are you going to say about Embiid? I mean... He's got to pull a Jokic now and fucking taper it off at the. I I, I don't know what he said. He like talked to Daryl and he's like, I want to get more reps like in like playoff reps. I don't know how you simulate that. Just double team the shit out of him at practice, like lit. Because he still you hasn't get figured Drew out. Hanlon on the phone. <laughs> clearly not too. He clearly. I mean, I think Hanlon does favor a little bit more, which is weird given his Twitter activity. Besides the point. What do you want? Because he won more? Like, what, he's just, he's always at the Celtics in? games. He's always gassing up. Um, Does he live he, in He Boston? really hasn't gassed up Embiid. 
No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, just this man, like, he's got the MVP now, which he's come out and said he, he actually really cared about it. He just said he didn't care about it to get the media off his back, <laughs> which is hilarious. I love how much we press know, conference footage that you watch because I never that's, hear any of these things. That's really – well, I mean, like, I, I sort of – I don't know why I was doing it, but after every single game for the playoffs, I was watching just Embiid's presser just because, like, he's the most important man in the series, and I want to see how he's feeling. And I feel like I get a good read on, like, body language and how he answers. And uh, he's got his MVP – now now it's time for the ring. He doesn't have to go. I mean, I, I know now I feel like I'm going to be advocating for load management, but this man seriously needs to manage his load and and be healthy in the playoffs. I know that. Say that again. He needs to manage his load. Mm. Big, big old load. And maybe he can. Injuries are freak. I mean, the block on. The block on Cam Johnson and then just banging his knee on the ground like. Yeah, you can't do anything about that. But if he's exhausted in round two, you're never going to – the Sixers are never going to win a championship. Uh, and I know I know James Harden. You can talk about him. Fucking disappointing. <laughs> Wait, do we? I mean, I, mean, I, I don't I'd get it. I'd rather not. I don't what, get it. What is there more to say? What is there more to say about that? Man? That was like an awful, awful experience. I mean, we it was. Got, we got hardened. We got fucking hardened. <laughs> we got dude. hardened. And it was horrendous. It was. I, I've never. The only enjoyable moment was game one. <laughs> game one and game I four. Had a, I had. No, I know we had game four, but we also had game two and game three in between. So I was still pretty pissed at him. Even when he hit the game winner, I was like, I don't even know how to react because I feel like I should be stoked. But this is also what you're on the team to do. And he only did it in two out of seven of the games. He clearly gets in his own head because I don't know how you can be so up and down. I know, like, I get, like, maybe one bad game, you shoot you shoot poorly and, and you, you're not there. But, like, uh, we need some consistency here. consistency here, brother. Like, come on. Like, I was like, at game three. He was passing up wide open mid range shots insane. that he should be getting money on, and it was infuriating. Like, it's insane. Uh, I don't get what what switches on and off, and like I never will because I've never been on a stage in a moment that big. But it's he's now aging. Better not sign the max, and I don't think the Sixers are dumb enough to do it. We'll see what the fuck happens. Like if you move on from it, it's a weird it's a weird like catch twenty two situation, you know. Yeah, you, you move on from James Harden, who's gonna fill that role. Like you sort of need another guy in there. Austin Reeves, RJ's been hyping up. I don't fucking know if Reeves is the answer. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. It's like, and then there's like Kyrie. The Kyrie's getting thrown in the mix. I don't fucking. Kyrie's I not love, coming to Philly, bro. I love Kyrie as a basketball player. He's like just so be like he's awesome to watch but goddamn, he is just trouble 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 uh, i can't think of a worse thing to like our the future of our franchise maxi i can't think of a we, worse and then we haven't even Kyrie. dude we haven't even talked about glenn we haven't even talked about glenn and well, he dies to who needs to he's gone fuck what do we get now glenn I want nurse well, they interviewed, Ke- they interviewed Jay Wright, 
Did oh, they? Jesus yep. Christ. Oh, oh no. wow. Which I don't That's want. That's interesting. I don't. I want some M- NBA experience. I mean, come on. What are we doing, Daryl? Oh, so. man. I don't need, I don't necessarily need NBA head, like a former NBA head coach. Like, I'm fine no. with someone coming up through the ranks, but they need to know the NBA game. That is fucked up. If we hire Jay Wright, I am going to lose He could probably my recruit pretty well, though. Oh, my so, God. You know what's also depressing? You search. You search the top free agents this offseason. Oh, it's first off, God. James That's Harden is number one, and then Kyrie is number two. You want We've Fred been Van discussing v? them? Fred Van yeah, Vliet is up third. He's third, and he has a player option. He's not going to accept it. And then Vucevic, Jeremy Grant, Kristaps Porzingis. That's what we're. Do- oh, Kuzma, Kuzma. Why don't you, Why don't you pair Kuzma? Porzingis and Embiid? God, yeah. <laughs> Don't even just I, I can't do this. There's so, only one knee uh, between the th- two of them. You have to think that Tobias is traded now. His contract has is somewhat valuable to a like a tanking team. Except no one's going to be really tanking this season because there's no freaking Wemby anymore. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, it's uh, the last year of Tobias's deal, so just. I think he's gone. He's gone. He he's got to go. Jack. I mean, I'm I'm done. I'm done with Toby. We've got the Toby experience. It just hasn't really worked out. He's sort of changed his game a little bit this this second Harden year, and he was hitting those threes that he needed to hit. But in the playoffs, he just sort of shut out, and it's just it's it's done. And he's getting paid way too much money. So really, the Sixers are in a weird reset point. Um, yeah, they're. Yeah, I mean, their two options are essentially you either run it back or you basically punt on this upcoming year in terms of attracting some other star and you have cap space entering the next offseason and then you just cross your fingers that somebody wants to come to Philadelphia. I mean, I'm sure there are technically other ways to do it, but that seems the two most likely things. I think Tobias, could you dump him somewhere? Maybe. I mean... There's probably teams that would be interested in taking that contract for some assets one years uh, one year I'm sure somebody would I mean would fucking Charlotte take that or something I don't know what their contract is but like I don't see why you wouldn't um, there's also I think like a harder salary floor in the upcoming CBA so like teams might be incentivized to like fill their cap space a little more but I mean, Harden, could you sign and trade him to Houston? Get something back? I don't know. I was just thinking that. They have, like, yeah. I don't know. But again, that's that's the, like, we sort of do the do the Portland Dame thing, which is, like, we're not going to get rid of our star, but we're probably not going to be good, so we probably need to just, like, find a way to retool this on the fly. Not as aggressively as this. This is, like, year three of that for Portland. Um which is problematic, but you're talking about, is there a way where we can rebuild our assets a bit, clear some space on the books realistically, you know, I mean, probably continue to be a playoff team, but not a competitor and then just go into the next season. But I don't know how Embiid feels about that. Yeah. Apparently he was upset that Glenn was fired. And then apparently, oh jeez! And apparently, Harden 
one and Glenn fired, so that's weird. Because it's like <laughs> I love the idea that Harden probably won't Glenn fired and then just and then leave just anyways. leaves. It's like, well, I don't. Even, that's why I'm like, do I believe that report? Because I think isn't Harden trying to leave? But then it's like, oh no, he's actually just trying to get the max for from Philly. He's saying he wants to go to Houston because he wants to get. So it's a weird like little cat and mouse game right now. And it I hope it does sound like he's gonna be back. It sounds. I, like I mean, I. We're which. Okay, am, how about this? I love this idea. A, a Houston or no, a Harden sign and trade to Portland for Dame and Nasir Little. Maybe I mean, throw in a little something. Uh, you, you, you there's a possibility right if if Portland just wants to stick with that number three pick. I just don't know. Like, I just don't know what power dame would have in maybe choosing his location because these stars seem to have more power in choosing where they go than i always think that they do but at the same time like obviously if portland decides that they want to keep this pick because because dame seemed to make it very clear my impression of portland is there's a bit of an ultimatum it's either you keep that number three pick or me that seems to be my read of Portland now. At the same time, every time I feel like I'm reading Dame, he ends up staying another year anyway. So, I mean, I'm just kind of not going to assume that he's going to be available. But, yeah, I mean, maybe. But I but I think that, you know, given that James Harden probably is not going to opt in, then that's a, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess a sign and trade with Portland at that point, but I don't know what that what that looks salary wise. But the James Harden thing is interesting because he had a fantastic regular season, but you know when it mattered most in the playoffs, he was pretty hit and missed. Yeah. So it's like, like how do you said, negotiate what's new? that? How, what's fucking new? All man? right, where I'm next where, year will be different. Next is, year will be different. Okay, but next on that note though, different. where are we like? What's your honest feeling about like Joel Embiid? I mean, I saw a report that he liked the Knicks or something. Like, I it's I've I'm not talking about that. off-season moves. I'm just talking about like oh, how we feel about him as a player in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, can we please figure out the double team? <laughs> and can we? I, I he's yeah. I'm always gonna ride and die with Joel and he's one of the best scoring big men of all time but he still has some figuring out to do even though he's MVP he still has to figure out the the playoff ebbs and flows when he needs to take over when he needs to just get in the paint and go and I know like boss especially game seven like they just clog that paint up and you can't really do anything and he's exhausted but think a bit more patience with the double team his passing has gone better but not good enough to where you know if, if you do double him most of the time you're going to regret it uh, he still turns the ball over during that that stuff but i mean I, I i i still believe he can bring a chip with the sixers i mean his defense he is amazing he's a fantastic rim protector um but yeah, when when he can't get going offensively, that's when the other guys like James Harden and Maxi ha- have to step up. So, but you know, the double teams, man, it 
seems like that's his crutch. And I hope Drew Hanlon, his trainer, can fucking get get, get some good reps in. Get some playoff reps, which is what JoJo was asking Daryl about. I don't fucking know. Volunteer to after, go run it. Okay, go after the series, I was a little bit pissed off with Joe and, and how it shook out in his performance. But in talking this out with you, Pat, I'm actually pissed at critics right now. Because Whoa. literally... If you take away one quarter of Jason Tatum's playoffs, which they happen, it happened. Game six, fourth quarter happened, so I cannot take that away from him. But let's just say that doesn't happen. Then you everything that Pat said about Embiid in terms of not being able to do it, too many turnovers, you could say the same damn thing about Tatum if they lose in six. It's such a small sample. It's very intense basketball, obviously, but... At the end of the day, like... What's a small sample? Him getting doubled? I'm talking about in the playoffs. Like, they played how many total games? They played 11 games. 11 games is what we're talking about here. And I know that year over year... Oh, against the Celtics? Or... I'm sorry. He played no, nine. This... He was out for two against oh. the Nets, I think. Oh, I see. Right. I see there you go. He, he played nine. Anyways, it's a small sample. You're talking about how tired he is. He came back from injury without any, like, ramp up. He just went full-blown back into it, and it's hard for players to get their legs back. Now, the durability, all of this, the results stay, stand for themselves. He did not do well, but I think you're providing a lot of reasons why, and so just to write off, just because he does find himself in shitty circumstances year after year, like, do we think that's his fault? Do we think that's just bad luck three years in a row at this point? Four years? I mean, the bubble I'm not counting, even though, you know, the final <laughs> I, four was the same, which killed me. That chat my ass. I mean, I... That I, ruined your whole know, building you know about... I, that was the worst. <laughs> he did say, like, he does... Him and James need need help. And it was taken a bit out of context, like on Twitter, like people were quoting that. And he said he's got to play better. But he, I mean, he always says that. He's like, I got to play better. I'm going to be better. Um, but, I mean, there there is a lot of, lot of aspects to, like, why this series went the way it did. And some of that could be, I mean, some of it is the coaching. Some of it is James Harden's performance. Some of that was the end of game six and and just they did it in game seven too the Sixers did it in game seven the exact same thing when the Celtics went on a run they freaked the fuck out and started jacking up threes and the game in seven the game seven in game seven sorry in game seven when it started getting out of hand and Tatum started heating up in the middle of that third quarter you could tell the body language they were a little deflated it's like no it's a fucking game of runs dude Get some stops, make some twos, and you you you're with them. You're with them, but they just kept jacking up threes because it, it seemed like desperation mode. And it's is that coaching? Is like calm your troops down, or can coaching only go so far when you're on the on the court? I think part of it is coaching because we're talking about Embiid's double team, and yeah, he hasn't done well against it. But I think a very strong deficiency of the Sixers' offense is like the lack of cutting. To be honest yeah. with you, I just yeah. don't feel like we cut enough. But you also can understand why it's such an isolation dominant offense or a straight up pick and roll with Joel and James. So 
that doesn't lend itself to a lot of cutting to begin with. Now, should you adjust when they're doing things, throwing things at you like a double team? Yes, but that also goes back to coaching. It's it's all part of the equation, but I'm not going to just blame Embiid about this. I'm oh, definitely not. I'm not blaming Embiid about it. I think I'm mostly blaming, honestly. Jack's trapping us. Yeah, he is trying to trap us. And, like, Embiid deserves... Well, I mean... Sorry, go. I was just... I mean, I don't know. I was pretty genuinely curious, too, because it's like how you felt about him, just because it's your... I mean, it's your boy. It is our boy. It is my boy. And I love him, and I'll always love him. And his story is great, just like Jokic's, I guess. Just like sort of being an underdog. I guess you're really... throwing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Just a little asterisk. I don't know, but I mean, I I'm putting a lot of blame on James Harden, and now we're at the Sixers as an organization are at a weird crossroads yeah. here, where it seems like no man's land and. You know, is it just going to be more second round exit? Is it going to be more Groundhog Day? We're just going to see the same shit over and over again. Probably, but you never fucking know. I mean, yeah, I guess that's probably more likely than pushing through, but. Uh, I just want to see a like conference a, finals for my team. I would love to see This has been quite the Sixers therapy session here, huh? It's, it feels nice. It I'm not going to lie. It. it feels nice. Cause well, like, it should. I mean, I'm a little bit. I mean, I'd be pretty pissed at Joel. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't think he's to blame, but there's nobody more to blame than him. I mean, I, in my opinion, like I get, I mean, this has been the James Harden program for eight, nine years now. Same with Doc. I'll admit them as a triple combo. (laughs) Probably. Probably not the way to go. Um, if I'm hearing offensive creativity, I'm thinking Mike D'Antoni is your guy. No? Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, no. Oh, that would be gold. Yeah, Resign James I Harden by bringing Mike D'Antoni. Oof. No. I'd live for that. Um, Look, I don't, like, I think we'll pass Just it. turns Embiid into Capella. <laughs> oh, my God. And then James Harden complains and they trade his ass. Um, Daryl Wood. Uh, No, I mean, I agree with Pat mostly in that, like, it's a bit, like, to to me, this one falls more on him. Like, I think in prior years he hasn't performed particularly well, but there's been Ben Simmons to blame or, you know, Miracle Toronto shots. Or, you know, yeah, like that there's, one. you had to go there, you know, or just doc in general. But, uh, you know, this is all part of the journey, man. All part of the journey, but he's about to be 30. I know. And admittedly, like I'm at, a, I'm at the bit of a fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, whatever, you know, but fool you me, fool can't me get like, again. I continue to get fooled. Uh, and you know, wow, this is he like really is turning thirty. Wow, four out of five years where he's just significantly underperformed in the playoffs compared to either expectations or otherwise. And significant, dude. I I don't significant. know. Significant. Well, sorry, he's not you, averaging thirty a game. The, he's averaging the defensive. He takes he takes significant. Dips in ineffective field goal percentage. Now that's, every that's perfectly under that's perfectly understandable. 
you cannot get out rebound by them in a series. You simply cannot be Joel Embiid and get out rebound. You simply cannot turn the ball over 20 times. And if you're getting double teamed, have 12 assists in a series. In an entire series against Boston, Joel Embiid had 12 assists. That's pathetic. <laughs> like, that's beyond pathetic. Like, statistically, if you have the ball yeah, and you're getting double teamed that much, you should just have more assists. It's, it's, it's fairly nuts. That that man only had 12 assists. Sorry, he's not a Jokic. He's a fucking Embiid. <laughs> yeah, well, he seems to have a fatal flaw like uh, he does. that comes around every time and that, you know, they send a late double and he can't do any. Like, he just can't do anything. And it would be just, it's just weird. It's just very frustrating. Oh, it's he's frustrating for you? played any basketball. He's asking for reps. He just wants to figure out what he can do. Trust <laughs> he me. He started playing Drew basketball Hanlon. at 16. I mean, that's, Drew Hanlin's going to get him in true. the lab. Might, I mean, that might be true. It is true. It is but, true. What do you mean You're it might an be asshole. true? It is true. Have you seen the man? Oh, I'm talking about asshole. his general inability at processing the game. Yes, seems, I think you can that track that fair. throughout his career, and he's gradually every season added to his skill set. Now, again, low sample, low sample size with the playoffs to where he probably doesn't get the reps that he needs with those in-game stuff. But what I think it does is every time these defensive schemes throw something new at him, but you have a whole new bank of film to watch, study, and try to defend against. So, theoretically, if this is a priority of his, he should be able to figure it out at some point. I hope so. It just... It'd be one thing if... Okay, fine. Efficiency dips. Obviously, that's understandable. It happens to every star. It's the nature of playing in the playoffs versus playing in the regular season. But it's like... The turnovers and the lack of assists and the rebounds in some way too. The massive dip in free throws is hard. That's tough. It is hard to replicate those points as a team. But I, I mean, I agree. It's like if you had anybody who just wasn't James Harden, like we are. That's what. That's what's ultimately so frustrating for this team is like. The, the role players were mostly there. I mean, they're role players. They're going to miss, like, you're going to have some guys that aren't always performing up to the level, but for the most part, I think that the, the team was there. It's just it was pitched on two guys who, you know, were supposed to be Batman and Robin, and then it just wasn't you, in you a know, lot of ways. But no. you're still you're still a game seven, you know, away from at least the conference I know. finals. I know. And this and, whole rebounding thing, by the way, I don't know what you're on about because like their whole scheme is he boxes out their primary defender. It is a guard rebounding scheme that they run. And so, yeah, maybe he, you could say, I've never oh, heard just of that. Don't. I mean, <laughs> I watched them. I watch them play. I watch how Jokic and the Denver Denver team rebounds. They all clear out for Jokic and they let him get the rebound. Embiid is always boxing out the primary big man on the other team, and he lets the guards get it. I don't know what why that is. It could be Embiid's fault. It could be what the coaches are telling him to do. I don't know. I mean, but admittedly, Doc I Doc is n notably a 
don't go for the offensive rebound kind of coach, which is always sometimes a bit frustrating, especially since they have Embiid. But, I mean, he is a poor rebounder for his size. And, for like, he should be much better. It, it makes I'm no sense you, how, he, you. how he is not much better. Like, you can't... Like I, you just you just simply I'll can't admit, he's have only best. three rebounds in the first half of a game seven. I think this. Okay, I, I, I really think this a little, is a statistics or lying type thing. Yeah, it's I really, like I don't under, I, no. It's I mean it's not. You literally like how can you be that big and that athletic? I'm telling you, he's intentionally not going for it. I don't know. I think there's he a- has to. <laughs> It's on him. I don't, like, it's on him. At some point, he needs to realize, I need to go get the fucking I, ball. Uh, I don't know. And he's, a, and he's like, like I said, Batman and Robin. I mean, I'm not going to be convinced that he's a Batman. And he's going to have to, like, that's what this postseason was and that Celtics series was. It's like, if anything, it should be very clear that this is, that was Robin. And, I mean, I don't know what to say about James Harden, but... That was just gonna a fairly with, horrendous I'm just with series. You and I'm Jesus gonna. Well, I will agree with you saying he's not the best rebounder, especially for his size, like you're saying. But he's not like atrocious, like you're saying. Um, yeah, this. I mean, is he going was way atrocious. Too far. This is going way too far. I agree. Some I... of it could be scheme, but he had. I mean, there's literally no reason how he can get out rebounded by. Okay. Okay. Come on. I, I just Adam had 18 rebounds. He's got, like he, he's that got was eight more rebounds. He's got eight more rebounds than, I don't know. He, Se- yes, he Tobias had one of the Harris. best rebounding performances. Oh, oh, then Tobias. There you go. He's get, he's letting uh, freaking Tobias get them all. That's not, that's not. I mean, I, I know I'm trolling you there. <laughs> I mean, Steph shot only 44% in the Lakers series. Oh my gosh. And 34%. From Great. three. Is Look he washed? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he's chucking shots left and right and not making anything. You can pick apart a seven game sample all you want. I, I'm tired of I'm no, 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 no. This I'm is down this with the is, this, talk is to. this is years in a row where Joel like the difference between you want to compare Steph, we can get into that. Don't you put them in the same <laughs> sentence one more fucking <laughs> time, you fucking bum. Yeah. But Embiid, if he talks about being better than Elijah Wan one more fucking time, then I'm going to take out his kneecap. He's not in the same fucking air as Nikola Nikola Jokic. What what is happening right now? I'm I'm like so... He's jazzed. He's more jazzed than we are. I am absolutely... His lack of authority in (laughs) some of these. And like... Okay, fine. You want to compare it to Steph... Right. So Steph has to then turn into a bit more of a facilitator. Fine. So he did that. Right. But he doesn't have quite as much pieces around him. Kind of turned out to be the opposite. Oh, 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 that's what's the problem. Everyone is blaming the Sixers bench, too, and their performance. Don't I don't don't know anybody reasonable who's blaming the Sixers bench and their performance. Like, I mean, those guys did not have a single guy. Like, we talked about Clay not showing up. We talked about Poole not showing up. Nobody wants to talk about Steph not showing up anywhere. Like, I don't mind I don't mind the lower efficiencies for Embiid, but That's you can't have both lower efficiencies every single year of the playoffs by a significant amount except for one season and the jump in turnovers and the dip in free throw rate and the lack of assists. 
I'm pretty sure you could say the exact same thing about Steph's numbers in the playoffs, his first however many years, even when they're winning titles. There was a reason he didn't win finals MVP. Because he had Kevin Durant. Because he had Kevin Durant. You want to put prime Kevin Durant on the Sixers? Yeah, yeah I would I'm, love that. I'm guessing, I would love that. I'm going to guess who's going to win those finals MVPs. And if you want to compare their numbers when they're 30 in the playoffs, well, then be my guess. I'm like, not talking the, about – what are you talking about 30? I'm talking about Steph's entire young career in the playoffs. Joel Embiid's and I'm about 29. To, you want to compare when they were 29? Yes, Hell, do seven years in the league. Embiid's been seven years in the league. I absolutely do that right now. Like, Mm-mm-mm. like you want to go through Steph Curry? You want to compare this? Like, I am stunned you guys aren't more mad at Embiid because that was, like, honest to God, genuinely extremely embarrassing. Wow. And I'm pretty stunned – Honest to God, pretty stunt. Like, there's a dip in that, sure. I'm for that. But at the same time, like, oh, hey, Steph, effective field goal percentage, 55%. 29. A ring. A ring, yes, exactly. But if you compare it to his regular season stats, it always dips too. So I don't even understand that argument. I'm just, I don't even I'm not saying it doesn't dip. In the playoffs, that happens for everybody because it's you're going against better defenses every year. It's just like if you're the Sixers, you have to be asking yourself if Joel Embiid is actually a number one guy you can win the title with. That I is mean, where the Sixers are at. I mean, he is. It was also so, the I lowest, just, one of the lowest scoring uh, playoffs of his recent tenure. So there we go. I, I'm not. I'm done. Yeah, that's box fine. score numbers. Box score numbers. No, no more. Like I, I'm actually just. It boggles my mind how you guys are justifying this. To be honest, and your comparison to Steph is just beyond me, quite frankly. I'm not. But the comparison I, is no. not the whole package. I'm picking apart a seven-game sample, Jack. And yeah, if we want to talk about. But it's not, it's beyond a seven game sample. It's a 53 game sample. Oh, I wonder how Steph would shoot with a broken fucking face. I wonder how Steph would play with Ben Simmons. He's never played with anyone nearly the. It's all excuses for Embiid all the time. He's got 53. Oh my God. He's got 50. You guys continue with the fuck. It's him. This is on him. This was on him. More than than it's on the other guys. This is ridiculous. Like, this is year over year that he does this. It's a 53-game sample now that he has not been good in the playoffs to what you need to be to be a number one guy to lead a team to a title. This is so stupid. He is a number one guy, and you're going to eat your He might be better. I admit, like, he's gonna, he might be better going forward because, yeah, he should look at this and learn and say, I need to be better passing out of a double. I need to not be have tunnel vision once I get into my move. And, yeah, if they surround him with somebody besides James Harden, they get a different coach but sides dock that can have a bit of offensive ingenuity but like his 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 numbers in this series are 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 terrible and his numbers quite frankly in the playoffs are just not good i mean you can't you can't be at a 44 percent effective field goal percentage with 3.9 turnovers per game 2.7 assists per game and you don't even average more than 10 rebounds and your free throw rate dips significantly. What is this box score? Ana- this box score analysis. It's not even box score analysis me. other than the fact that he clear like the other analysis is worse. If you watch we how, just talked how he about acts. how your numbers always go down in the playoffs. We're not talking about the defensive like con- contributions that this man makes. I mean, he also like, it was like, I mean, do you, do you want to know part of why him? 
played so well in game seven is because they put him in a pick and roll every single goddamn time. And he dropped and he stayed dropped. And the Boston is a bit of a make or miss, but that's what happened. That's how they changed uh, a bit of their offense was they started pulling Joel out a little bit more. I yeah, think Missoula's and everyone always had an on absolute too, dumbass. If we're talking about that. So yeah. And how's go. that worked I, out for them? I just <laughs> not I, very well. I'm, I'm just pretty surprised that you guys aren't more pissed. And I understand you've carried his water for, for a very long time, but like he, he needs to earn your trust. He has never earned your trust. You don't tell me what to do with my trust, brother. You don't tell me what <laughs> to do. Then you keep That's trusting. True. Then I, trust I, the process. I, will keep I mean, trusting keep because, trusting the process. Because he's one of the best Sixers to play since AI, and that's all we got to do. I mean, man. that's not a very... Don't disrespect my boy, uh, Andre Iguodala. I fucking I will. fucking wait until football season. This <laughs> this podcast just got spicy tonight. I mean, it's not I, ever going to be... Jack, just, well, it just boggles my mind. I think you're oh, totally... I think you're pretty pretty wrong uh with a lot of your takes i mean i i do have some anger towards Embiid, and like yeah i, I do want him to perform better but what you're saying is a bit outlandish i don't know if you're trying to get a rise out of us but uh no i don't it's understand sorry, it's, okay it's happy go lucky he was fucking warriors 2020 2021 i looked at that playoffs and i was like i didn't that, you know okay he made steps that? he made steps forward and then He's taken just absolute massive step back this year in ways I mean, that is that a is torn knee. Yeah, yeah, he's playing injured. I don't Fair. know what to tell you. Fair. I don't know what to tell but you. But at the same time, you have to take that into account every year. Again, it's either oh he's got a little hurt, oh it's his teammates. It's it's like something <laughs> like at some point like this one's on him. There is uh, nobody else to point to because James Harden did his James Harden thing. In fact, he actually won them game one without him. I'll give him a little bit of credit there. Doc. And then he lost some the fine. next two. I, I mean. I, I will. I mean, until Joel is fully healthy and he completely scrubbed right, Keep saying is, that, though. Like, keep saying that. I will. I, I, I don't understand how you guys are, are just more pissed at him. I, I don't understand. How, how am I the one that's more pissed at him than you are? Because been, I, because you're a hater and a troll, and you always have been. You've just been. <laughs> I've told him he was MVP, and he deserved it. Oh, every fucking person did. Even the biggest haters. Even the biggest haters. The only time I've hated season. him is the year prior, when I was like, I don't think he had a good year as Jokic, and I've had my doubts, which he then proved. No, you have always thrown right shade. Now. That is not true. You have always thrown shade. I mean, and this is explain to me. Go and through I the box it. score. Go back and You're watch in the a, games. You, you have a podcast with two co-hosts that love this man, and so I get how hearing about him could piss you off. But don't, don't. Even I don't. Tell uh, me. Hearing about him doesn't piss me off. Quite frankly, I've I've enjoyed bullshit. his regular season and his rise as well. It's been very interesting. But at the same time, I'm ah woof. Uh, I'm I'm a little I'm a little stunned. Um, that's that's putting it lightly. How am I? How are you the stunned one? I'm stunned by your take and how how, are you how, the stunned one? how vicious you are at Embiid right now. Um, I get. I'm just he, surprised that you guys just blame, moved off but, of him so fast. I mean, with how bad that was, he could, he might turn it around. I mean, if you you're, got you're making go, it sound like it was a Ben Simmons game seven debacle, but it's it was okay. That's the worst of the worst, but like. Well, you're making it sound like you're fucking a. All right. Well, 
Well, it was uh, horrendous. I thought you guys were going to come on here and, and flame him, to be honest. Because that's what I've seen pretty much everywhere else, including other Sixers podcasts. We're not them. We're one of a kind, baby. And I'm, I'm pretty we're stunned rare. that you're standing so hard for a guy who has disappointed you in literally know every he's year gonna, spent in the playoffs. We know he's going to bring us one of these, baby, and that's a rare. You guys are reason. fucking indoctrinated. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't understand. Like, you guys uh, are just all in indoctrinated on this man. He is indoctrinated. basically asking us to not trust the process. That's he true. has dictated himself the process, and yet he shows yes, no desire to take over any game him, Jack. when he needs him. it. All right, all right. Man. Over any game. There you You're go. so full of just nonsense. What this do you mean? What's the, what's the Joel Embiid playoff game that comes to mind? What's oh, the one that comes to mind? Oh, my fucking God. He had great games this series just because he's not hitting a fourth quarter game-winning shot. It, no. Doesn't mean he's not dictating the terms of the game. Oh, my God. Well... There you have it, episode 50. He had game-winning blocks in the Nets series. And yeah, it's against the Nets. But like you're you're acting like this entire postseason was just a failure on his part. It's just so bogus and so It was. He didn't make it past the, like, they had a chance to beat that Boston team. And he was horrendous in game six and seven. According to my expectations, buddy, game seven, Boston. That was the expectation. They made it. There you go. Why well, would I you mad are, when I if that's the, the process, then 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 right. this process has turned out differently than I thought it would be. Well, guess what? You still got two years to pay up to Pat. Better oh get God! Your uh, oh wall my! Ready. That is pro- that is probably just fine. Uh, yeah, I bet you will be. I'm going probably. to laugh so hard when it happens. Oh my gosh! And, and and I will pay up. Oh my gosh! I will pay up. You better pay, pay me my money. Point. Uh, well there. There you have it, episode 50, ending ending with some fireworks. I think the show is split, uh, and I don't know how we recover from this. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'm not Jack. Uh, spicy, spicy. Only one of two ways. One of two ways. All right. We get a war zone win tonight. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get. I won't some... revive you. Oh. <laughs> Let's uh, let's get into some shout outs. Shout outs, episode fifty. We've done fifty oh, so shout outs. Basically, every Embiid teammate the past four football okay. postseasons. All right, all right. RJ, Groundhog Day, Sabotage. Bill Murray. Yep. Who are your shout outs for this week? Uh, the shout out to our father for surviving a car, yeah, uh, and bike accident. True. I hope he's doing okay. He's, he's doing just his fine. Mustache of like four years, so I think he's a little off his rocker. But <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy <laughs> to see. It's great picture. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Shout out, father. Uh, oh, I'm so bad at these. Jack, who is your shout out? From when we recorded last. Yeah, you shouted out. Um, shouted out my parents. That's right. Say so we're on vacation in Hawaii. We're almost done. One Which minute. I'm very jealous. Yeah, Grant's pissed. He's getting Grant a bed is with pissed. My dog right now. He didn't know that we got it's fucking spicy at the hour and a half the, mark. The these these viewers split. are going to have to, they're not even going to make it there. They probably won't. <laughs> 
Um, I'll, I'll I'll put a little thing in the bio, be like, well, really want to get some good content. Just re-record a little section and then just be like, all right, so you guys are going to want to fast forward to like an hour and a half and then rewind just and time go. Stamp. <laughs> time stamps are key. I love time stamps. Uh, all right, who's your shout um, out? Groundhog Day versus what about Bob? Bob? What about Bob? Um, I'm going to give a shout out. This is a uh, social shout out to uh, public libraries. Going to give a shout out to public libraries. Free books, baby. Free books. Check that one. Enjoying it right now. Just just go to just support your local library. Some 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 people aren't, you know? Some people are not supporting their local library at this moment in time and doing the exact opposite and that's kind of troubling for society and you should support your social uh, your local library and that's my PSA. Dude, I could just pirate it online. Mm. Audiobooks. You could get it for free from your it's free too. Libraries are free. Public libraries. Are pirate. Free too. <laughs> Do kids even know how to pirate nowadays? All right. Well, Richard Jefferson is predicting that Boston's going to be the first team to come back from down. That's a hot take. He's yeah. doing that. He's doing take. that. Yeah. Not after they're down. Oh, three. Get yeah. out. Yes, yeah. exactly. God, yeah, I hate, absolutely. I hate, Perfect I, time to make that take. I will say it, game seven. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Just like how fast the media will like jump on, on something like when the Celtics went down three Oh, everyone's like, Oh, the Celtics, there's reports of Celtics team just are dumb pretending liking each other. All the Cel- and then like the Jalen Brown stuff starts coming out. It's like what he's gonna do next summer. See, like, he's talking to Ant though. I did see that. Rudy Gobert Pardon for Jalen for Brown. Ant. Um, Jalen Brown was talking to Ant. <laughs> uh, okay, my shout out for me. Uh, I went to San Diego this past weekend. Shout out to Nick, my boy Girk. Uh just an awesome host. Had an awesome time. Told him just give me the San Diego weekend experience and did exactly that. Uh shout out to Frank. Frank. Fucking one of the nicest guy, if Frank. not the nicest guy I know. Jack knows Frank. Um solid guy. Yeah. And also an Eagles fan. Go birds. And I I I take that all back. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, shout out to those guys Zach. I met Luke and Hunter there. Great guys, too. Uh, shout out to the cats. And um, shout out to my mom for picking me up and dropping me off at the airport. So there you have it. Episode 50 done. Uh, don't know what we're going to be covering next couple weeks in the offseason. Probably Fuck shift, the Embiid haters. Football, but we're going back to the well. Embiid versus the world, a, baby. Like Round a, two. This is the new first Mount up. show. <laughs> the first it's a new first take show so who knows what's coming maybe movie reviews that'd be fun he was garbage all right good luck first good take luck without Sixers. the racial good luck dynamics Warriors in the off season we love you guys except jack hates and beat apparently with the burning passion but whatever uh all right thanks for listening have a good night this last bit is for jack i think jack is forgetting how much of a choke artist Steph was early in his career. He had the perfect system around him to get those early championships. And yeah, he's been able to perform late in his career in the postseason because he's seasoned and he has that experience. Embiid is still gaining that experience. And regardless of what Jack wants to say, at this point of his career, Steph was still nothing.
without clay. Dream.